Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And you are very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion podcast. My name is Jen. And I'm Carla. And this week, if you're listening to the to the podcast on the day when it comes out, happy Valentine's Day. We've got a special treat for you. We are joined by Fergal Harrington, co-founder of Indra Matchmaking based on Grafton Street, but you can get them nationwide. Hello, Fergal. Hello there. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure. This I'm really looking forward to this chat. This is exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's never dull. Never dull here. There's lots of drama. We've been 10 years going at this stage and we have members now from literally all over the world living in Ireland between 20 and 90 years of age. And wow. they're either single, separated, divorced or widowed. Um, but the main reason, just to give you a bit of an overview, just as to who the hell we are, we, the reason we set mm-hmm. this up is because my friends, uh, our friends and sort of colleagues and family members were complaining about how difficult it actually is to meet genuine people. Um, you know, this is 10, 11 years ago. Um, the pubs, the online dating sites, it was all kind of grating on people and they were finding it really difficult to meet genuine people and they just thought, okay, I'm just meeting sort of time waster after time waster and mm. a lot of people are just in it for one thing. How do you know who's genuine and who's looking for a long-term relationship and how do you sift out the messers and the time wasters from the genuine people? And when there's no filtration system in place on an online dating site, that's what leads to all the drama. And that's why, you know, Johnny can say he's a lovely guy and he's looking for marriage and kids. And then Johnny turns out to be an absolute user and uh, he just leaves after a couple of nights. So that's happening and that has been happening time and time again. And people just felt that they lost hope. And, and we did a, a survey a good few years back that said 52% of over 25 year olds felt hopeless about ever meeting anyone which I thought was wow. unbelievably oh, depressing. Sad. I know. Yeah. And I'm on the phone every day, all day for the last 10 years. Um, and they ring and one of the most re- like frequently asked questions is, are there any decent people left out there? Uh, oh. Because people are literally, confidence is shattered. People are thinking, what the hell? Where do I go? Why is everyone abusing me the second I'm online if I don't respond within 30 seconds? Why are people calling me X, Y, and Z just because... I didn't want to see them again. You know, people take rejection really badly online and therefore they can lash out. And that causes such insecurities with people. Um, And in Ireland, especially where we're fierce private about our uh, information, an awful lot of people Mm. who are single don't want to go online. They don't want the whole world and its mother knowing their business. So there's uh, 2 million single or unattached people in this country. And Ireland only has 4.9 million. So that's pretty mad. Yeah, there's (laughs) 1.55 million unattached like single never married and there's 418,000 separated and divorced based on last the last census 
And they're just of the people who are admitting that they're separated and divorced. There's an awful lot of Johnnies and Marys that are living in rural Ireland that are under the same roof, totally separated, like, well, separated. Yeah, different lives, but not not legally because the neighbours would talk about them and... You know, their sister might be a nun or the brother might be a priest. So, Jesus, we couldn't bring divorce Does into the Does that family. still go on? It's still, I still talk to people every day and they are in that situation. Would you take me on now if I'm separated? But now I'm not totally, you know, in the eyes of the law, separated. I was like, so you're married? <laughs> so you're married then. Okay, no, that's fine. <laughs> Just to be clear, John Joe. Um, and John Joe's like, but no, 20 years now we haven't slept in the same bed. And I, da, 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 da. It's like, well, it doesn't really matter because... Okay, picture this, John Joe. If I ring Betty about you and I say, we've got a lovely man here, John Joe, nice, genuine guy, and he's a farmer and he's, you know, got four kids and he's a very honest, uh, hardworking guy. But the thing is there, his wife also lives with him, but they're not really yeah. together. Do you, do you think that's saleable? And we're salespeople. We have to sell people's profile to other people all the time. And yeah. some things aren't saleable. And I'm sorry, but and John Joe will use the excuse of finance is the reason. You know, uh, we can't oh, afford to move always out. Always like, the way. Total bullshit. You absolutely can afford to have a one bed sit, a one bedroom bed sit or whatever uh, if you need to. But it's usually down to stubbornness because neither John, Joe nor Betty yeah. want to be the first to leave because they'll say, well, forget you now. I've got the farm and I've got the land and you just want to take me for all that I'm worth. And that's you know, the issue. And then yeah, you have the other side of it as well because I actually, now that you say it, I do. I know two couples, just I know of them. Um, that are still living in the same ho- house, but it's because of Dublin rental prices. Okay. They, they, yeah. they actually financially can't move out, but it's becoming an awful lot more common. Like, I, I'll i be told, oh, shit, yeah, no, they're not together anymore, mm, but they're living yeah. under the same roof. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. Like, or it's because they have more kids. And more. And, and, yeah. and, and, but then I don't like when the kids are being used as an excuse, because then the kids grow up then in, a, in this toxic environment mm. of like, oh, mommy mm. and daddy don't get on at all, and they're at each other's throats. Is that better than having two kind of loving parents that are apart so yeah i get the dublin thing on the rent but it's yeah it's it's still rife all around ireland that people are just remaining in this toxic environment and it is so bad for their health mental health and everything else obviously wow. but, uh, yeah that was a, that's a random one but things you wouldn't expect um i suppose we opened the doors and we took everyone on and one of the biggest issues um we we can see and we have been seeing is an unwillingness to travel anywhere we all want what we want where we live and where, we're, where it's handy yeah. for us. Oh, and that's God. why when people are on, if they're ever watching this around Valentine's, all your fans and all that, um, and they're thinking, geez, I'm seeing the same faces on Tinder time in, time out. It's because they probably have a radius of 15 or 20 kilometers on their profile and mm. they're not casting the net wide enough. And that's one of the major issues because we put the cart before the horse in Ireland all the time and we start thinking, but I live here and I've got a permanent role as a teacher in that national school down the road in Belligo, wherever. So I can't possibly date him if he says he lives in Wicklow because it's never going to work. And we all catastrophize things. We always, we foresee that things are going to fail before we even give it a chance. And so we just give ourselves a tiny opportunity to meet a few people. And the reason that's a big issue in Ireland is because there's twice as many women living in urban areas than men. So in Dublin, Limerick, Cork, Galway and Belfast, if you're a woman, you're at a disadvantage slightly if you're looking to meet the opposite sex because there's more women there um, and that's just because women spend longer in third level education there's more women pocketed in cities because of that same as John Joe in Tralee or any part of rural Ireland there's way more men living there so if Johnny and Mary aren't willing to travel to the halfway point to meet, meet each other they're not going to and that's why we have policies in here to insist that everyone if they're joining and they want a long-term meaningful relationship they have to be open to certain um, sort of reasonable 
um, sort of levels of um, effort, basically. They have, to, yeah. they have to know that joining a dating agency doesn't mean that you can just pay over a fee and expect that everything fall on your lap. What it does is it puts you into a pool of like-minded individuals that are committed to wanting a relationship. And that's the difference, the main fundamental difference between going online to a dating app like Tinder, Bumble, Bumble, POF, not having a clue if your man is a psychopath or even a man at all, versus coming into us where we meet face-to-face, now virtually face-to-face, and we verify identity, uh, we take a deposit to know that the name matches the address, the address matches the car details, and we have a prolonged, hour-long interview with people to make sure that we know everything about them and then all eight people working here make the decisions. So we have a staff of eight making the decisions, and we organize now, even to this day in COVID-5, level five times, um, 80 to 100 virtual dates a week. Um, wow. So, yeah, there's over 4,000 uh, clients on the books, which is... Oh, Jesus my Christ. God. So yeah, it's, it's very popular, and especially with the younger generation. Like, your, your audience probably is what? You're, you're, you're 18 to 40? Yeah, 25, kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's... The most densely populated age range now in our books is becoming, it's like 32 to 48. Um, mm, and it's getting that's our younger. That's age, though. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's get, I, I never expected a 20 year old to walk in the door to intro matchmaking. I was like, not, not a chance. When I was 20, we were like off having the crack, trying to go off to Australia for a year, doing whatever. And uh, now they're just so much more, uh, I suppose, attuned and adept and much more experienced in life. They're really mature. They're way more mature than mm. some 50 year olds that I've met. Um, and they compartmentalize their lives. They say stuff like, Fergal, my, my, uh, my education is complete. My career is in the right trajectory that I'd like it to be in. And now I'd like you to sort out my relationship status, please. I'm like, Jesus, okay. Fair play to them. I, I know. didn't know me arse from me elbow no. when I was 20. No, me neither. Me neither. I still I was don't. A, I was a tick. So yeah. come here, run me through <laughs> it. If I was single, a little single mm-hmm. Pringle and ready to mingle mm-hmm. and I was sick of Tinder and the likes, and I just wanted to get with somebody who was genuine. What do I do? If I, I make the decision, I'm going to intro matchmaking, what happens? So you ring and you, you, you discover exactly how it works by having a phone call. So you email us first of all, then we'll ring you, and we'll go through this initial kind of chat that explains uh, the policies that we have in place, how we operate, what you get, um, and we have to make sure on that phone call that we feel that we can meet Jen's expectations so it's that initial phone call that determines whether we even offer the um, appointment or not and we turn away more people than we take on i'd say so yeah that's the main (laughs) reason so you like the drama that you get online on tinder and bumble and pof is not what we want in here and so the protection that people get uh, by joining intro is that we filter out the nonsense and the messers and the time wasters and we police the thing so we're kind of the guards or the gatekeepers at the entrance that takes on board people who are committed and who are open-minded and who are flexible and are going to treat people with respect and actually want a real relationship and we turn away the chauvinistic narcissistic arrogant crazies basically mm. um and so the the conversation would go, okay, here we go, Jen, here's how we operate. It's five guaranteed introductions that you get. Nobody gets your surname, photograph, or phone number. Nothing goes online. We arrange all the dates. So we, in, in, in non-COVID times, we arrange the dinner date or the lunch date or tapas in some oh. r- random place. Uh, and it's booked under one of our own names, Fergal Arena. So you're never given Jen's name or any Carla or anybody. So it's very private. No one is paranoid about the restaurant people knowing their business or anything like that. And you'd be surprised I- how many people care about that. Love that. Yeah. That is very yeah. me. Yeah. That is yeah. very yeah. Big me. Time. Um, total anonymity. Total. Um, mm. And so then, but we tell Carla or Jen all about the other person over the phone. And, and initially, mm. when the eight people in here have, just, have chosen Tom over Dick or Harry 
for your first match. So we have a CRM system that houses all the 4,000, it's nearly 4,500, nearly, um, all those clients. Uh, we have those housed on a CRM system that's bespoke, that we built ourselves. Uh, well, our tech guys did. Um, I'm not very techy at all, at all as you know. Um, <laughs> so uh, that helps us shortlist you to maybe your top three matches. That's when all eight people discuss the reasons why we feel Tom is better than Dick or Harry. So you're getting both male and female perspectives working out the reasons why your match is X over Y and Z. So you get a call from one of the client gap managers and they explain in detail why he's being chosen. And you say, geez, he sounds fantastic. Love to meet him. I'm available on the 26th, 7th and 8th of March. We say, super. Okay, you live there. He lives there. The halfway point is X. We'll book a table in the restaurant. So we do that. You arrive, you're seated. He arrives, he's seated. Have your date done. If you decide, eh, don't know, not sure. Don't know if I want to exchange numbers. He might say, ah, come here, give me your number. And you're like, eh, don't know. We might let intro sort it out on the, on the Monday. Thanks very much. Cheers. Lovely to see oh. you. Bye-bye. So we, um, we can sort of take the awkwardness out of it by on Monday saying, you know, uh, John, you know, Jen or Carla thought it was a lovely date. The, the communication was going well, but didn't feel there was enough spark to warrant a second date. So we're going to move on, John. So we ripped the Band-Aid off for, you know, for poor John, who gets rejected by Jen and Carla. Um, and that's nicer for him, and it saves you the hassle of being like, Jesus, this is awkward. Um, or... In in fifty percent of the dates that we organise, Jen or Carla are more than happy to meet John again, so they exchange number them, numbers themselves. And the next working yeah. day, we call and we're doing the feedback calls, and they say, "Gee, I got on like a house on fire. I was there for four hours. We met again yesterday and went for a walk in the park." Um, so, of those fifty couples out of a hundred that uh, go on pause, half remain together. So our stats are one in four ends in marriage or long-term relationships. <gasps> Wow. which is really high oh my god and the negatrons really out there high. say stuff like what happens to three out of four though <laughs> like i go away uh, um yeah. so no, well, i mean these things yeah oh <clears throat> uh, that's it's so like it's perfect in one way and then on the other side of it, it kind of feels like a well-oiled machine in that you'd actually don't have to reject anybody you just oh like, yeah let, let's say like it's it's yeah. a perfect, and then it's like such a human algorithm to it as well. Like, can I have a job? That's I would love an, uh, to sit around talking about why Mary Sue's John. Yeah, it is good. It is good, and it, it, it's also it's also fun because it's male and female perspectives working out the reasons, and it's the opposite of what sometimes um, you know Mary came in uh, expecting. She ends up with the total opposite. Like she comes in looking for X, she ends up leaving with Y. So we've opened her mind up to meeting people that she wouldn't ordinarily have bumped into in her everyday life. And so, because so often we get people saying stuff like, well, I've got a type and my type is X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, well, your type hasn't worked, you know, thus far. So it's best to get away from that old type, please, because you're doing yourself a disservice and you are 39 and you want kids and you want to settle down and you want to get married, but you're wasting time with all these bad boy guys that you think are good for you mm. and it's really not so that that like women especially um women in their 30s now are doing better than ever before and they're doing way better than men they're succeeding in career they're better educated they've got more money than men and that's amazing we love that um but the only problem lies in that is not enough of them are actually trying to work on their relationship in parallel with their career and okay. they wait then and then it's 40 and then 40 knocks around and then we're like, shit, I, I do want kids actually. I do want, you know, marriage. So then we ring up Johnny and Johnny's 40 and not a chance of getting a Johnny to meet uh, a Mary if they're both 40. Johnny's become horrendous to deal with when they turn 40 because Irish guys, a lot of guys are by and large Peter Pans. 
and they ring up uh. and they'll chance their arm and they won't give a damn about requesting a 25 year old woman because well I'm a guy and I can do whatever I want and I can have kids whenever I want so I, my advice is always to women if you do want to eventually 5 year 10 year plan have kids down the line get married I'm not saying sacrifice or jeopardize your career I'm saying do both but just don't be expecting the guys to be rational at 40 because they're not and that's the wow. biggest thing that women are, they, that's women, they, they just, not, not that they're asleep at the wheel, they're so motivated, they're so driven, they're so determined, they're doing so much, they're doing exercise nonstop, they're eating right, they're healthy, they're mm. so intelligent, but they just think that guys are going to be reasonable, and guys are not reasonable at 40. Uh, I swear to God, if you heard the phone calls that I have, you would know exactly what I mean. They get bad at 40, and they get worse as they get older. Uh, 50-year-old men will ring up looking for 20, year, 20 years younger. 65-year-old men ring intro every day. I get three or four John Joes ringing up, um, and they're looking for a 35-year-old. And the reason that is the case is because in rural Ireland, an awful lot of John Joes are the eldest son, and they inherit the farm, and then the mammy doesn't want him to go because she'd be on her own with the husband who she hasn't spoken to in 20 years, who sleeps in a separate bedroom. So um, John Joe is there, and he's 65. The parents die at 90, and he's like, shit, I've got this land, and I've got no one to pass on this land to. I've no heir. I'll ring intro, and I'll see if they have anybody for me. And so we get calls every day, still to this day in 2021. Would you have any nice 35 to 40-year-olds? Um, and we're like, yeah, we do, but they don't want to go down to you, Johnny, because you know, you're 65, and I'm sorry. We're nice to him, and we implore him to meet a nice 60-year-old woman, but he just doesn't listen. So that... Old school John B. Keane 1950s mentality still very much exists in Ireland, and especially with the guys who are 40 who've been mollycoddled by Mammy too much. They've been mm. everything done for them, and they think they have one chat with an owl lad at a bar stool one day who says, Oh, women can't have kids over 40. And he now has become an obstetrician overnight. And he says it to me, Yeah, you couldn't put me with a 40 year old, could you? Sure, how could I meet a 40 year old? She, she can't have kids. And I say, back in your box, Johnny, it's a lot of the time the men who can't have kids, so stop. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's a major issue. Um, and that, that's why I always say, just to avoid that hassle and that drama and that nonsense, I always say, try it a bit younger, because we're the oldest as, than we ever have been on record for getting married in this country. We're 37 and a half for men, 34 and a half for women. And um, so that's the, uh, yeah, that's why it's wow. just a lot easier, a lot less stress, a lot less drama. Not to try and fear uh, monger or put the fear of God into, into your listeners who are 39 or 40. I'm not saying that at all. I just mean, if a 40-year-old if a woman calls now, more often than not, she will be unbelievably fit, healthy, educated, professional, and just amazing in terms of just all her life goals are like box, 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 tick, tick, tick. Um, but she's then looking for the 40-year-old man. If She has to be open meeting a guy from her own age up to, but never any more than, say, eight or so years older in here. That's what would work well. From her own age up to, but never more than that. We'd never ask her to meet a guy who's 55. Um, but and, and, and the women who are realistic, who end up finding success, are women who agree with that, and they say, yeah, do you know what, it makes sense, because I kind of want a guy who's mature enough, who understands that he is a grown-up and that he is a man. And, but the women who we, don't, we can't take on are women who say, no, I only look 34, so I want a 34-year-old guy. We have no chance of getting a 34-year-old guy to meet a 40-year-old woman. That's the problem. So yeah, we're stuck yeah. in the middle, and we've got, if women aren't willing to meet in the middle and men aren't willing to meet in the middle, then neither are going to you know, budge, and there's no compromise. So the lack of willingness to compromise is the biggest reason why so many people are single in this country. We're all like, well, no, sure, I want that, and that suits me. 
And we're thinking, yeah, all well and good that that suits you, but you have to think about what they want as well. You have to fit into their needs and wants. Um, so the age thing is and has been always the biggest issue ever, 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 ever. I had a woman on the phone today and she said, and I have to say before they get to the age thing, more often than not, people will all say they feel younger and they look younger. They'll say they do Pilates, they eat fish so their omega levels are really high, they drink 10 pints of water a day so their skin is amazing. And they all say that and they all say they feel amazing and look younger. But the thing is, we are the age we are, and we have to admit and live in that reality and just be accepting mm. of the fact that it's okay, I've got wrinkles, Jeez, I've got whatever, I don't care, I am the age I am. And just to be age appropriate and to be matched with someone who actually wants the same future goals as you. But a lot of the time, Johnny may have left the house at 55 in his midlife crisis, run off with a younger woman, and sometimes then Mary wants to get revenge, so she insists on meeting a younger man to give the two fingers to him. Yeah. So that's the toxicity you can get. That's the drama that you can get in a matchmaking agency. I know it'd be lovely to be a fly on the wall, but <laughs> you can get drama too. Yeah. Would you be blamed much? We'll get into the questions that people yeah. ask now and then because we're yeah, actually yeah. Getting, going on 20 minutes now, which is it's just so fascinating. But would you, what was the question I was just about to ask you there? Would you, yeah, sorry, would you get the blame for anything that did go awry? Oh, God, like, yeah, yeah, Have you yeah. had complaints? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, we're, we're. You have to have a very thick skin as a matchmaker. And people often think it's this woolly, fluffy kind of bunny rabbits running around meadows. It's not um, because you've got people's entire future in your hands and it's highly emotive and it's very subjective. And what Mary thinks is good looking and intelligent, Bridie thinks isn't. So you have to have a level playing field whereby everyone abides by the same rules and has certain sort of willingness to, to, to agree with the policies. And if they don't, if they think they're amazing... If they think the bar is this high where they are and that therefore no one is good enough unless they tick all these boxes, that's drama you don't need. So we turn away seven or 20 795s a day. We turn away a lot of money every single day from Mm -hmm. intro because those people, it's not really worth at all taking on because they'll bleed you dry of all your time and effort. And year one showed us that very clearly that it was a nightmare experience. It was a very educational experience, but it made us then run to the stats and the CSO figures to find out why are all these people having all these difficult obstacles put in their way? Why are they making it so difficult for themselves? Why are, this, why are they all making the same mistakes? Unwillingness to travel, unrealistic age expectations, and then snobbish academic attitudes. Why is this the case? It's really bad. So uh, complaints, yes, and we still will get complaints. We'd be, we'd be blamed for COVID. We'd be told, why are, you, why are you not getting me out on dates? When is this whole thing going to end? When are you going to get me back out on dates, like physical dates? Oh. We're saying, well, you see, we have as much say over that as everyone else does, and we have to just abide by the law, so we're not going to break the rules and tell you to go off and meet someone who lives 40 miles away. So, yeah, very irrational at times, um, but it's because emotions are running high, and you have to always be cognizant of that and realize that, you know, it is tough as hell at the moment to meet people, and 80% of people in Ireland used to meet in college, school, or bars, and they're all mm. gone now. So people are like, what the hell do you do? Um, so that's why this, that's why we're busier now than ever. But we'd often get blamed as well because Johnny might go out with Mary and then Johnny might say, yeah, it was a nice date, had a nice time, good chat, nice food, but didn't feel there was a spark there. Mary might have loved Johnny. And when mm. she realizes that he doesn't reciprocate, she gets pissed off and upset and the ego is bruised. So then where's the punch bag? Well, we're the middleman, we're the punchback, so it's easy for intro to get the dig in the head. That's, yeah, so yes, to answer your question, a lot of complaints at times if you're not careful about who you're taking on. That's why we're really, yeah. really careful. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to get into matchmaking? Because you're you're like a real life Cupid. You're. <laughs> Um, I've been called lots of things, not that. Um, so yeah, myself and Rena were introduced by my brother, uh, Owen, who they, and they were friends back in the day. And Rena walked into the bar when Owen was about to thank her for playing some music on her, on a radio station she used to run. And, uh, he brought me along cause he knew that I was single. He knew she was recently single. So my brother match made us, um, oh. yeah, uh, like 12 years ago. And, uh, but she, see, the thing is, if we were online, I would never have gone for her and she would never have gone for me because she's used to going with, you know, six foot four rugby heads and I would have gone younger. So she's actually older than me. She's four and a half years older than me. Right. And I'm not six foot four. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> bit of self-deprecation there. Um, so uh, that's the thing. So my point is we can be very, uh, we can miss out on great opportunities if we're too rigid in terms of what we're looking for. So that's why I always advise to spread the net uh, yes pass the net a bit wider um so that's how we we kind of met and within a week i brought her and her two mates to michael buble on our first date and then after a week after that met again and said i'm not interested in seeing anyone else are you and she said jesus what's going on here because she wasn't used to that kind of forwardness um then we moved in a month later and then that was it and then we set up intro pretty much straight away uh, because we were walking the dogs uh, at night after we were in, um, not my house, Jesus, um, my God, it's been so long since I've been to the local pub. Christ almighty, uh, <laughs> Malahide. Oh my God. I just lost it. Um, it's a pub in Malahide. Gibneys? Gibneys, thank you. Jesus. <laughs> that's a bad sign. That's, that's proper COVID, isn't it? I need Gibneys again. <laughs> anyway, we were in there and, uh, and she saw this guy who was 42 or 3 or 4 and dressed well, sports jacket, whatever, and he was on his own and he was clutching at pines for ages. And she was thinking, what the hell is that guy doing on his own? Is he waiting for his girlfriend or his mates? He wasn't. He was trying to pluck up the courage, Dutch courage, to approach um, some girls. And he never did it. And there's a lot of that... And Aww. she just thought, for sake, I, I, I know, and she was like, I know 20 of my mates that will be yeah. more than happy to meet that guy. This is just mm-hmm. unfair. So in Ireland, it's all about get hammered, then fall over yourself at two o'clock when the lights go on, and then maybe get the score, which is just not exactly romantic or, you know, much the things that should be doing, done. Uh, or it's uh, go online and potentially meet a lunatic. Um, and that was all that there was out there before. And we thought, Jesus, let's, there has to be a nice way to cater for Irish people who want the most private and confidential service, almost like a GP surgery, um, that will meet everyone, check IDs, verify identity, identity, arrange all the dates, and hold people's hands through the whole process, basically, and manage expectations where it needs to be. So we set up, um, and we got offices on, on Dawson Street over Cafe on Seine, and uh, it was in the recession, and we quit our jobs. I was in property, Rena was in radio, and um, just threw ourselves in the deep end and everyone thought we were lunatics and we said no there's definitely a niche so whatever leave us alone and we did it and then yeah and then we got the late late show eight years ago on friday and um Ooh, yeah that was it <laughs> you were made <laughs> kind of yeah and uh, uh yeah it was just, we had to double the size of the office go from three staff to, staff to six um and then it's never it's never quietened down and we have eight staff now and yeah it's it's we're on grafton street now across from Bewley's we haven't been in other than getting post for the last year but anyway yeah, <laughs> okay yeah. um but yeah it's been busier uh, now than ever before i don't know if that was one of your questions uh, well the next question actually was do you think the pandemic has put more pressure on people who might have been happy alone before um no it's made them uh, quite content with with, with remaining uh, uh alone if, if there's a, a person who likes a little bit of uh 
uh, privacy and is a little bit reclusive, uh, well, this is the most ideal possible thing. It's the people who are sort of outgoing and uh, longed for a relationship, but were just maybe a little bit shy about doing it and just always thought next weekend, next weekend will be my weekend. I'll try proper. I'll say something more. I'll I'll approach more people. It's those people that I really do feel for, um, because they're really longing to have a partnership, and that's why from the twelfth of March last year we saw a massive surge, massive surge in in, in activity and inquiries coming through, um, email and and inquiries, and, and they're joining as well. They're physically joining because they want to get the ball rolling. So it stopped the procrastination. And it's it's made people a whole lot more proactive than ever before because um, they're more motivated now and determined because prior to COVID people would have often gone out on dates and maybe not told Mary that I liked her Johnny didn't bother mm-hmm. telling Mary that he actually had feelings for her because well if Mary doesn't feel the same way about me I don't want to be made feel like a fool so I'm not going to say anything I'm going to be Irish about it and I'm going to be really quiet and private or you won't text me but I'm not going to text her straight away because that'll make me look desperate all these stupid mind games they went out the window. The mm. taboo that was associated with uh, admitting that one is lonely or one is uh, really wanting a relationship, that made people feel weak before, whereas now the whole feckin' world is feeling lonely uh, and pissed off with COVID-19 and level five. So they're quite happy to say, yeah, do you know what? I am lonely, so I don't care. So there's a willingness now to put yourself out there that was never there before. And that's what's uh, leading to way more success stories for us. Because you can pause your membership now after each of your dates if you feel it's going to go somewhere or it has potential to go somewhere. And we've got more people now pausing than we did prior to COVID. And we've got more men joining now than we did prior to COVID. Because women are much better at nurturing relationships and maintaining friendships and getting onto Zoom and getting onto quizzes and keeping in touch and being there for each other. Whereas guys, if they don't have a a pub or a club or whatever to go to, they're less likely to get on the phone and have a heart-to-heart. That's why they're now more proactive than women, oddly enough, which is a random fact. But we're kind of at the hard face of it. We're hearing all these things that are like literally right now, this is how people are feeling. And that's why it's interesting for the likes of these interviews uh, to give an honest opinion because people will tell us things that they will never admit anywhere else. Like we can't get testimonials, for instance. If you asked us to get two case studies here to talk to you guys, not a chance, not a chance, not even if you deleted their, uh, their, their, their picture or you hazed them out or you changed their names or you changed their voice, they wouldn't do it. We're, the Irish people are so fearful of people knowing their business. And there's a little bit of a pride thing there in the past that we'd get people who would have admitted, wouldn't admit that they met through us, they'd say they met, met on Tinder. Because oh. to join a Tinder or to join a POF, she can get away with saying, I'm only doing that for the crack and I don't care if it works out or not. Whereas if you join an intro matchmaking, it shows intent, it shows your motivation, and therefore the potential of it not working out scares the daylights out of people, and then therefore they're thinking, Jesus, let's not tell anyone I'm doing it at all. So like, we'll get people, a third of our business will come in from word of mouth, but it's people telling people on the QT. It's never telling people at their reception in the the speeches. That's Wow. And it's kind of admirable to tell somebody that you're being proactive like you want to yeah. be in a relationship so you're yeah. going to go about <laughs> I, it I know. like it's it's like the opposite people think that others think the opposite about exactly and people aren't that judgmental at all if you if you're if you're a person who's able to stand up and say yeah i'm doing something and i'm not wasting three years of my life i'm 34 i want to get married i want to have kids i want to do all those things so you can stay where you like jessica and stick on tinder 
and meet a whole lot of bad boy knob jockeys or whatever for the next three years, I'm going to actually go direct to the source and I'm going to meet people who are actually motivated to meet someone for a long-term you know, relationship. So I'll see in three years' time, we'll see who's doing better. That, mm. that, sorry for saying knob jockeys, it just came out. Um, uh, <laughs> You're all right here. We'll let you away with it, don't worry. But yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like you can, you can either plod along doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, or try something new that is strict, that, that you know, applies pressure on people to look within themselves to actually say, are you sure now this is what's most important to you or are you not? So we challenge people and we really do say to people, this should be a priority. And the people who tend to get success are people who come in and they say, do you know what? I want someone grounded, down to earth, level-headed, family orientated, someone who sees me as an equal, who wants a 50-50 partnership, who sees uh, family as, as important and wants kids and someone who wants a bit, has a bit of drive, ambition, someone who makes decisions. Women will always say their biggest issue towards men is indecisiveness, lack of drive. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. uh, plodding mm-hmm. along. Oh, yeah. Uh, should you decide? I don't mind, Carla. Whatever you want. Why do you want to go on holidays? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you decide? Huh? Yeah, that kind of thing wrecks women's head, and that's the biggest mm-hmm. issue. Uh, then tightness is the other biggest uh, pet hate. Yeah, I mean, I was going to actually ask, this is one of my questions Um, when I was coming up earlier. I was like, I can't wait to get stuck into this. You said about, you mentioned about age and obviously you mentioned there about like stinginess, which we have a full episode on. <laughs> you have, what are the top non-negotiables that people look for in a partner when they start the process with you? So what are like the things that they come to you and they're like this, this and this non-negotiables, they have to have them or they better not have them. Yeah. So it differs with women and men. So the list is much longer with women, non-negotiables. Yeah. Like um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and, and also it differs in age. Um, so if we're if we're talking sort of uh, mid sort of mid thirties sort of general cohort for most of our, our clients and your and your uh, viewers and listeners, um, it would be I want someone who knows he's a grown up. I want someone who is um, who has his shit in order. Uh, someone who's not blaming people, not coming home from work every day moaning about his his, his shitty boss and he who he hates. So if he has a problem in life, someone that solves his problems, not someone who comes and moans to me about it. So someone who's their self in order, someone who's driven, knows where they're going in life. If they want kids, they know what age they're at. So no Peter Pans, no commitment phobic. Have a bit of a plan is the main thing. Know that if I, wa- if I want to be, you know, 37, 38, having kids, and I'm 34 now, well, I probably should be proposing, and he should be proposing at this age. Or is he going to be this mammy's boy who just wants to put life on hold for another 10 years and see where things go? So he, she wants, women want a guy who's able to discuss and communicate openly where we see ourselves being uh, in the near future, not having to wait a year before broaching the question of kids because he might be scared away. They don't want little kids who are going to be scared away, basically. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they, they want to be able to ex- uh, just explain things, communicate things. Um, they want to know that he, he has his own setup, work is going well, but also that he has friends and he has his own interests and he's not just a sedentary, living a sedentary life at home and just wants to kick back on the couch and watch Netflix all evening and just stay at home every weekend. They want a little bit of outdoor activity. They're big, on, like women are very health conscious um, at the moment, uh, now more than ever, and they just want uh, him to have an active lifestyle as well. So that's kind of it, that he's not, um, that he's not stingy uh, and that he's um, not a smoker. Uh, they're the three, two, two biggest uh, pet hates and deal breakers from women nice. towards men. And then men towards women. Uh, men want down-to-earth, um, calm, relaxed, say what 
they mean, yes when they mean yes, no when they mean no. They don't want loud, brash, domineering in your face. The, yeah. Right. Yeah, th- th- that's the biggest issue. They don't want someone who's going to be telling them what to do all the time, someone who's going to be interviewing them at a, on a date, someone who's going to be just like a ball breaker, basically. Um, they just can't stand it. They want a, a stress-free life. They want them just to have a relationship, yeah, but not be so um, on Not a nag. Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that, that, that's definitely, they just want, they want genuine down-to-earth. They want to be able to bring them home to the family, to introduce them to Manly one minute, to go to another party the next, not have to be uh, minding them. They don't want a jealous type. They just want someone. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Someone, like a best friend, but also someone who they're romantically you know, and, and, you know, there's a, there's a chemistry with as well. Uh, they're not saying, they, they don't want dolly birds. They don't want all this nonsense. They don't say, oh, she must be this and that yeah. and that side and that, that, that. They're not a bit like that. I have to give the guys credit for that because there's no surname, photograph or phone number given out in here. And so yeah. a lot of women will be like, geez, yeah, he's okay with the fact there's no photograph. It's actually women will ask for a photograph more than men and they'll complain about the fact that there's none more than men. Wow. And they'll always say, um, yeah, they'll always that. say, I know, um, <laughs> I know that I know what I'm attracted to. She'll say, and I don't want to waste his time and make him feel bad. I was like, well, oh, maybe you shouldn't wow. make him feel bad when you're going on a date. Maybe you should actually be nice to the guy if he's not, you know, Brad. You know, I, I did an interview there, and it was a sister wrote in about another sister saying, "I really worry for her. I don't think she's ever going to meet anyone." She cancelled a date. Oh, she went, met the guy, saw the guy outside the restaurant, looked down at his shoe, noticed a little bit of dirt in his shoe, and cancelled the date and left and walked, turned her back. And the poor guy there with a little bit of dirt on his shoe. So she says she only wants to meet guys who look like Brad Pitt. And she actually said that. Um, and the sister wrote into the interview. I thought it was a joke. And it wasn't a joke at all. Um, so I'm like, well, she doesn't have any hope of ever meeting anyone. That's not really someone who should be in a relationship now. That's someone yeah. who has sort of serious things going on that needs a therapist as opposed to yeah. coming into a matchmaking agency. I wouldn't want to inflict that on our clients who have paid good money to be here. Mm. Um, and that's why we're so strict. That's why people are often saying, yeah, right, you turn away 20 a day. And Jesus, sometimes it's more. Um, the people we don't take on are people you would not want to date is the yeah. way that I simply can put it. <laughs> it's where you go into it. Red flags. <laughs> yeah. yeah, red, red flags. flags. And it's funny that you say that because I was actually going to ask as well, other than Brad, Brad Seeker, mm. lady, what's the oddest request you've ever gotten from a client? Oh, um, oh, we'd get a few. Uh, would, it, would you like, uh, would the women that you have in your books like men who uh, dress up in women's hosiery? Is it hosiery? Am I saying it right? Yeah, lingerie, yeah. hosiery, yeah. whatever. Uh, and uh, yeah, a bit of that. Um, uh, you get, you, you, okay, so on the whole bisexual thing, all good. We, we, we work with anyone bisexual, don't care what you are, uh, trans, all good. As long as you're looking for a relationship and you're open to the policies. But Women won't date a bisexual guy. Men will date bisexual women. Oh. Oh, I can imagine that. I yeah. think I think there is there's a there's a problem and especially in Ireland. We're just not we're just not there yet not there as far yet. as no, no. a country goes. No. And I think with I think the thing is that men men are always like that's hot. Oh my god, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. bisexual girl. Maybe I'm going to have a threesome. Like yeah, maybe yeah. this is what's going to happen. Maybe we're going to have a girlfriend. Mm. Yeah, know? yeah. There's, there's, well, there's, there's that, and 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 then like like random ones where the uh, a woman said, "I only want to date a guy who's travelled around uh, Italy in in a, in a in a classic car because I did that, and I have a really great um, sort of vision of us doing that together someday." 
So, so bizarre. Yeah, talking about people putting obstacles in their way. Um, so lots of things like that. Um, God, uh, couldn't even think. It's every day. There's oh, we have a list of funny and outrageous sort of things that people have said. That's like, oh my God, I actually have to write this down because I, I I wouldn't believe it otherwise. I won't remember. Um, yeah, I'd say you have some stories like. My God, yeah, yeah. There's I'd love to get whoppers. you a show. You know? I would yeah. I would love if you got me a show as well, Carla. I would mm-hmm. love to get you a show. That would be fantastic. I'd love to work for you. <laughs> I would love yeah. to get you a show. Well, we're, we we're, can just we're, go on for work experience. We'll just we'll video yeah. the whole thing. We did we did a we did one uh, we did a podcast and um, and uh, we just hired two staff from the the listeners uh, of the. Wow. No yeah, way! Yeah, 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 yeah. Like bonkers, um, like amazing people, and and. And everyone we got, no doubt, everyone we spoke to uh, and will speak to after this goes out, they get it because the conversation we're having now, it rings true with so many people and they get what we're on about and they, they've probably experienced an awful lot of things. So you never have to do half the sales pitch on people who have listened to something like this. And that's why it's getting the message out there that it is tough as hell to meet people in this country. It's been hard before COVID and it's 10 times harder now. But there's a motivation now there with people that wasn't there before and there's so much more determination and men are much more inclined to say to Mary that he likes her, which is so good because Johnny was so bad in the past, so bad, mm. he wouldn't please her. It's like when you see Bono on the street in Grafton Street at Christmas time, I'm not going to bother asking him for an autograph, he's got a big yeah. head, that kind of thing, I wouldn't please you. Now Johnny's like, you know what, I do not want to go into another second or another or fourth level five regretting not telling you that I like you so really I do let's do this um, get the best out of people yeah it really is do you know perspective- what I think it is as well I think with the last year and the way that we've all been just basically at home not being able to do much I feel well everybody's situation is different than I know there's people having the worst time of their lives but I think generally a lot of people although the mental health is shot people are feeling a bit more grounded and mm. everyone's a bit more sober and everyone's kind of discovering themselves a bit yeah. more, I think. It's helped people gain an awful lot of perspective about what was uh, their priority uh, going forward, what their priorities are going forward. Yeah. And that's why we noticed it as well. Um, in the past, it would have been very robotic. The requests would have been coming in uh, hard and fast, like, oh, I want blonde hair, I want blue eyes, I want someone you know, good for the red carpet, you know, uh, this size, that size, all this kind of nonsense. And we're like, oh, Jesus. And so you need a production line to find what they were looking for. Now it's the requests are, you know, I just want someone for company companionship with a view to marriage and kids. And I want someone who's there for me. And I want someone just to share life experiences with. And that's across the board from 20 to 90. Um, and men and women. Much nicer mm-hmm. to deal with now. Much, like, way nicer. There's so many, uh, so fewer uh, sort of difficult drama queens out there now than before and there should be way more with anxiety levels that are through the roof but yeah. um, the people who are coming to us are thank god they're so much more uh, in, almost sounds weird to say but enlightened as to what's important they work that's stuff was always that's the exact yeah. words yeah, yeah. that idea was that people are yeah. feeling a bit more enlightened and it's like they, because in the past it was know themselves. that's it and they, they, they sort of feel that they're 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They're looking for things that, you know, you would have hoped they'd look for all along. But so I think, yeah, what I was thinking was people are much more enlightened and they prioritize things um, that actually will matter. And they're not putting work um, ahead of everything else because procrastination mm-hmm was the biggest issue in the past for us. We'd have people always saying, you know, I'd love to do this, but I'm just way too busy right now. People are now thinking, well, I'm home. I'm working from home. I don't have to travel to meet you in the office. I can do it from home. So it's much more efficient. Yeah, I'm still Mm -hmm. doing long hours on Zoom, but I can still take 45 minutes as a lunch break and join now. So that excuse has been taken out of it for people to be able to say that I have Mm. no time to get to you. So in that sense, it's kind of handier for people. And... um, yeah, so people are able to meet on, um, we, we have this sort of Zoom uh, private sort of intro chat room built that people can, it's all password protected, so people can do it without having to give each other's email addresses or personal data Oh, to each other. very good. So we kind of host it and they get a password and they can log in because their dates happen at 7 o'clock on Saturday and blah, blah, blah. So it's cool, that kind of, that kind of thing is working really well. Um, some people would prefer to wait until level five lifts because if it's in the same county, level four, you're fine. If it's level three, inter-county is fine. Um, hopefully, if they remain the same as uh, as last time around. Um, mm. So yeah, um, that's kind of that. That's wow. Amazing. Yeah. It's we were saying it's such an interesting service, and I was saying to Carla there, what is it like the TMZ newsroom where everybody is sitting around talking about? everything that's going on like would you get together in a staff meeting and be like right i have john he's this yeah. this this and this like do you talk oh yeah no it's an open it's a, it's a big open plan space that that the main central hub is and it's it's there across the road right across from Dewey's over air and so there's a big room and that's where like there'd be like five matchmakers and all with headsets on i don't have it now but yeah all with headsets on because if you use these with loads of people in the room you get a lot of complaints I can hear everything. Who's tapping their keyboard too loud? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Shit. So got Plantronics for everyone. <laughs> so everyone's either on calls nonstop because they'd be organizing 100 dates a week. To do that, it's not easy. It's like 
call Bridie about Johnny, sell the profile to each of them, get Johnny's availability, Bridie's availability. Oh, I can't do that anymore. Can you reschedule that? Da, 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 da. Ring the restaurant, book the restaurant, send out the text confirming everyone uh, is meeting, making sure you get the confirmation text back from Johnny and Mary so that you know they got the message. Because uh, he could be 90 and he could be in Karasivine and there might not be any reception. Yeah. Uh, or we have lots of, you know, circas in D4. But, you know, we've got everyone from every walk of life. So you need to really know who you're dealing with. And some people can't read text. Some people can't, don't do technology at all. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's for kind of the every man and every woman. Um, but and for that, you need to be really adaptable as a person. That's why it's so hard to find amazing staff that can talk to John Joe from Baligo, wherever, and then talk to a nuclear physicist from wherever else. And, you know, and, and really confident or not so confident, really multimillionaire status or not, uh, movie people, music people, politicians, people who are really keen on keeping very private. Uh, so you have to be very, very careful to, to deal with people and only take on people who you know are able to keep things in confidence. And, um, wow. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. interesting. You'll learn things about people that you shouldn't know. And, um, yeah, and that's what's, that's what's really interesting. Um, yeah, but, but how honest people are in here is unbelievable. They, they tell you more about their inner secrets within five minutes than they would have told their probably ex-partner. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So would you, like, that? yeah, that, it just sounds so interesting. Like, these are all in this open plan space discussing who would match who. Do you ever... This is just and like obviously this probably doesn't even cross paths, but I'm just I'm curious. Do you ever get a profile, say, from a ninety year old and go, Oh, wouldn't they really match Shawnee? Shawnee twenty two though. Do you be raging? <laughs> no. Um no. Shauna I am sure would thank us for that call uh, that we put through to her. Money well spent spent, she'd say. Um no, um, no, do you know, the guys that we're bringing on board, we always, we always know straight away um, if, if they're going to be the guy that looks for the massive age gaps. Yeah, um, yeah. They say it on the phone. And then also what Irish guys will do as well, if they're not insecure, but if they're a little bit, if they've had a bad time dealing with women who may have been too much for them, too, uh, too ballsy and too in your face, they'll ask mm. for foreign women. And they'll say stuff like, that makes you sound, makes you like want to have a shower. You're like, do you have foreign women on your books? And we're like, oh, <laughs> dude. Oh, yeah. God. And like, I, I, I want to just hang up the phone. I'm like, oh, do you know what? Well, yes, we do have foreign women on the books. And the real reason you're asking that question is not what you're going to pretend. Um, yeah, exactly, you little you know, freak. <laughs> so go away from me here. Um, yeah, or, or else it's like, they, they'll often have a, a story of a, a guy down the road who is 60 and he had the farm, he inherited the farm, plenty of money, plenty of mattress money, plenty of da da da. And he went off now and he found a nice woman there in Thailand and she's only 35. And so then, oh. yeah, his neighbor will ring me and be that. like, Do you have any? Yeah, exactly. And so they often do. And the best is they compare <laughs> themselves with, um, they say, if he, if he can do it, why can't I? And I say, Who? And he says, A lot of them use uh, Ronnie Woods as an example. And Richard Gere, because Ronnie Woods, I think, is 71, and he had a baby with a 31-year-old. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. And do I agree with it as well? No, but it's probably the few hundred million that Ronnie Wood has. And the fact <laughs> is, he's a rolling stone. Might have something to do with the fact that he got your one. But um, so, or else Richard Gere as well. And, and now the latest is Ernie, or Bernie Eccleston, the owner of Formula One, and he's 91 or two. And he had a, uh, his other daughter is 65, and he's just had a baby last year. 
that. Oh, yeah, oh. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you get all these. So my my main point of that is people don't compare like with like. It's like people ringing up saying, "I'm on the L Tinder." And what makes you any different to the Tinder? I was like, oh, here, if we have to start this at this yeah, basic level, I don't think house. I have enough time. <laughs> I um, Somebody asked here in the question box, what makes you a professional? I think the last 40 minutes. <laughs> Is this live streaming? <laughs> that answers that question. Um, somebody else also said, and it's actually a really common question. Is it true that opposites attract? Now, I know, like... You were saying earlier on about women constantly coming in and looking for the same type that they've always gone for and then they end up going for something that's completely different. Is it an element to that or do they actually just opposites attract? Yeah, 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 but they have to be open-minded enough to let go of the reins and allow people to work on their behalf. So, yeah, opposites can attract if they allow people to just show them the light. Mm. Uh, but the reason why so many more opposites don't attract is because they don't ever go for them. They only have this set, limited profile that they're going for. I want blonde hair, I want blue eyes, and I want them uh, this kind of size. And I want them living in that locality. And they don't give themselves at all enough uh, opportunities. Whereas if you've got eight humans working on your behalf, seeing things that you probably don't see all that well or clearly because your vision is a bit clouded because, you, well, you're too close to the situation. Mm. If you micromanage your relationship status, you, you have much less chance of success. But if you let go of the reins and just say, here are my core values, here are the, 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 the real important you know, sets of criteria that I feel are important to me going forward in life, the other little nitty-gritty, crappy little old hobbies and pastimes. I like hiking, so he must like hiking. That kind of nonsense I can't stand. One person rang us there recently and said, oh, will you just add to my profile, because I think it might make a big difference, that I like um, pop and R&B. I was like, oh, yeah, huge difference. We've, we've got them right now. Like, for God's sake, people think the littlest of things do. And you have to look at the bigger picture here. So, um, so opposites do attract. And we had this one case we were asked to do an opposite attract uh, uh, story. And it was this woman and she was like, she spoke seven languages. She was a lecturer, I think, and very well to do, loved fine wines and, but was lovely, but really unbelievably impressive to, to talk about it, to meet. Mm. And then we had, um, oh, she was also a vegetarian. And then we had this guy who was, um, he was a, a beef farmer, abattoir owner. So he slaughtered animals every day, all day. And, um, uh, but a lovely, amazing guy, not educated uh, per se, but very clued in and copped on. But we, from speaking about, you know, potential matches, found that they would be an amazing match. Uh, so they met and uh, they hit it off straight away. And then they got married in the same place myself and Rena got married in as a kind of a, a gesture of, you know, thank you very much. No appreciation. Way. Yeah, it was lovely. And uh, then the day we were asked to do the show, well, the day, the day they rang us to do the show, uh, we were like, oh, who the hell did we get? And we were watching... Uh, or tennis on Wimbledon and uh, who was in the third or fourth row only the two of them and to say that he would not be a Wimbledon goer uh, in the past is an understatement but there they are now happy out married for like I think now eight years or something like that but they were one that like stuck to mind because she could have like so many used the whole seven language card and been very you know snooty about that and sort of dismissed him on the fact that, well, he's an uneducated, you know, farmer. Plus he slaughters animals yeah. and I'm a vegetarian. Um, but no, she was open-minded and her line was great. Um, she said, I went on the first couple of dates and I was very picky. And I was saying, I want a red bike and it's a red bike I want and that's it. And then I went on two dates and I realized, you need to cop yourself on, Mary or whatever the name is. Uh, you just need a bike. So then she ended up with a blue bike and now she's happier than ever. 
And then I said, well, that's what you say. So we often look for something so specific um, that we miss out on the exact opposite and we are regretting it then. Uh, So, yeah, that's what we're there for. We're there to say, stop going for your type. It's not working. Be open-minded. Give them a chance. The worst thing that can happen is you make another good friend out of this and maybe they're friends will or you'll be introduced to their friends and meet someone that way romantically that happens as well an awful lot um Mm. so just don't panic don't be expecting love to happen right away don't be expecting him to propose after two months that's the pressure and anxiety that people bring upon themselves and that's what makes it harder for them to actually get success because they're a ball of anxiety i had a woman on the Mm. phone last week saying i'm 37 and when i join i need to be pregnant within six months like Mm. shit that's 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 a big ask (laughs) yeah so she's going to be a ball of nerves she's going to be feeling like crap he's going to be running a mile straight away if she says that it's never going to work in that case so you need to really sort of tone things down and be as light and honest and like they know you're keen if you're in here they know you want a relationship they know that you just you don't have to be um putting pressure on yourself um the one thing i would say is the 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 edge i don't know if we touched on it already sorry because i know I, i talk a lot uh, but the education thing is an issue for, for from women towards men. Did did I say why? No, you didn't. You did say that it was a thing. That it's yeah, our, yeah. But what, the main reason, and since it's your cohort and your like biggest cohort, it's probably applicable. Uh, for every one woman in Ireland who has third level education, there's only zero point six of an equivalent male. So the one for one doesn't exist in this country. That's why when you get an awful lot of women who will say things like, "Well, you know, I spent years doing an MBA, or I spent." whatever doing getting a phd from trinity college or a master's from ucd therefore i feel that defines who i am and i feel that i've worked hard and i deserve to to be matched with a counterpart that um you know is on my level and so the problem is when there are women who equate intelligence solely with academic qualifications that's the ma- that's a major issue as to why there's so many single high achieving successful women if we had a euro for every time someone rang us and said you must take my friend on she is beautiful she is 37 she is gorgeous blonde she's so skinny she's uh she's a doctor she's um got 20 letters after her name she drives a beamer there are so many of those out there and it's fine and they're doing really well and that's great but the problem is they won't give johnny the time of day if johnny's a plumber now, Johnny might be the biggest plumbing, plumbing contracting firm in the country, be a multimillionaire, and he would often have more emotional intelligence than 10 of the Trinity graduates put together. And he's a better communicator, and he's more well-rounded, uh, but she won't give him the time of day because status-wise, it doesn't seem to weigh up to what yeah. she has achieved. And that's a major issue that I would always try and... Uh, instill or, 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 or try to address because it's it's killing an awful lot of women's chances of ever meeting anyone because they won't give Johnny the time of day. Yeah, I'm gonna be so like when I look at somebody's relationship now, like even somebody that I know, I'm gonna be like nitpicking at everything, going, "Oh, and that's how they got together." You know, it's just <laughs> like the whole thing is fascinating. Like it's yeah. Because another question that came in was, "Is there like a what did she say?" Sorry, what was the actual word that she used? Um, is there a formula? Sorry. Uh, how do you decide to match two people together? Is there a, a, an actual formula or is it just a conversation between you and colleagues? Yeah. So, yeah, we have um, the CRM system that we had built houses everyone's profile and that will be able to shortlist, you know, Johnny, uh, you know, for uh, Mary Elaine or Josephine. But no, 
if there was a formula that existed in the world, a Match.com or an eHarmony or one of the multi-billion dollar American companies would have bought it and there'd be no single people because it was 100% accurate. So yeah. no, definitely not. Um, and any t- like all the, the Myers-Briggs and the personality tests and all the different things, yeah, they can, they can help in some way to put you into a box. But then it just does that. It boxes you off and you miss out on other opportunities. So the one thing that we have going for us that others don't and no other agency has is we have eight humans making the decisions. And so mm. it's conversation. Uh, it's human gut. It's interaction. It's male-female perspective. That kind of stuff, that, that is unheard of because there's no one else doing that in this country or in the U.K., um, and it's really expensive to run this. <laughs> it's really yeah. hard to do it. Um, and it's a lifelong uh, sort of passion of ours. And we get, we get, I suppose, the kudos from it um, from, and the reward from it from seeing all the emails coming in. And, the, oh, we had, a, we had an email actually come in there uh, in uh, December saying, this is us at our wedding, our COVID wedding. And they're wearing the masks. And they said, you introduced us one year and nine days um, before this photo was taken on our wedding day. And, and we're due our first baby now in February. And we both have kids from previous relationships. And uh, they're both the same age. And they're both best friends now. So Aww. we just wanted to spread a bit of positivity in the middle of this mad time that we're in. So what's happening now is when Johnny and Mary go out... They don't mess around. They don't waste time. They actually get on with things fairly lively, which is good to know. There's no dragging of heels. Um, so there's an awful lot. And they were total opposites again, speaking of opposites. She was someone who was tattooed from almost head to toe. He was a farmer. No way. You <laughs> so, love a yeah. farmer, don't you? <laughs> I, there's a, we live in Ireland, Carla, and there's a lot of farmers out there who are very eligible. But no, it's not all farmers. Just just note to uh, your audience, it's not all farmers. But they happen to make for good stories because <laughs> they, they get a hard time. They get a very hard yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> they do. You're, you're bigging it up for the farmers. Yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah. Somebody else said, and I will I'll give you the answer, listen to this podcast because somebody said, how do you not give up hope because I'm perpetually single? I think this whole this is everything the that you yeah everything <laughs> this that you is explained the I think gives hope to many. Well, people uh, people often are hopeless when they're. Uh, I often follow up that uh, that statement to what are you doing about actually trying to meet anyone, and if mm. the answer then is oh well not much I've just lost hope or you know what what are you going to do now or sure nothing's happening because it's COVID times or it's level five sure well, what's anyone going to do no one's meeting up. They usually have that, you know, downtrodden kind of response. Um, or they say, I'm on Tinder or Bumble or POF. Mm-hmm. And my response to that is, well, you're a person, you're a woman looking to settle down, start a family, get married and have kids. And yet you're not putting your hand in your pocket even to put 30 euro a month on, into an e-harmony. Spend money on the thing. Put yourself into a pool of people that are like-minded who want the same thing as you. So she should only be hopeless if... She has done everything that actually makes sense and puts her into um, a sensible sort of pool and it's still yeah. not working. But if she tried something like this or went onto a paid dating app or just didn't go for the same type, the same bad boy all the time, I'd love to talk to her. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. you'd easily yeah. be able to point out very quickly what she was doing wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We actually have another um, another. Uh, Listener, I keep calling them readers and then subscribers, and I'm like, they're <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but, uh, and I think this is a nice one because you've kind of summarized it a bit, but I also think that this is this is probably for her. So, advice for someone separated at 31, afraid that people will judge. Are many clients separated and divorced? 
Yeah, they are. And um, more and more, about 30%, I'd say, are separated and divorced now. And if it's a clean uh, separation um, and the husband isn't knocking on the door every other night and uh, she's not letting him back in every now and again, then no, there's nothing wrong with that. If it's a clean separation, if there's, le- if there's no drama there, it's absolutely fine. And if anything, I always commend people at 31 who do that because mm-hmm. they're realizing early in the uh, relationship, they know they're not right for each other. They know they have plenty of time to pursue new, you know, better, nicer, lovable relationships and more power to them. A lot better for her to realize at 31 that it's not right than wait until she's 50 and then be, mm-hmm. you know, up creek. Uh, that's, that's so, I would, I would commend that. And if, if she has kids, uh, lovely. And if, she's, if anyone is ever worried that they're young and they have kids and they're no, never married and they have kids, uh, or married or no, out of wedlock and had a baby, yeah, 2021, guys don't care. They really don't. And if any guy does care, and if any guy is going to say, I don't want to meet her, she's 33 and she has a kid from, a, from just a one-night stand, any guy that doesn't want to meet her, we're not going to waste her time on a date with anyway. Whereas mm-hmm. she meets someone online and she tells the person that she had a date or she has a child, he might subject her to all sorts of abuse because well, he's probably just some knob at home. You know, so in here, yeah. you get protected from all that kind of crap. Uh, and that's why people like it. Um, but we, if a guy said anything of that sort on the phone, on the initial inquiry, I wouldn't be uh, too long basically just getting rid of him. So, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So, shouldn't worry about that. Off. Yeah, no, it's nearly like, Thank you. It's, it's kind of reminding me of a blind date in that you don't see a profile, you don't hear a name, there's no personal details given, but you're still having a creep on their Facebook page. No, no, no. That's, no, that's not true. No? So, no, we call you and we explain in detail why the person has been chosen. So we'll, uh, oh, no, no surname, so photograph. That. Uh, no, no surname, photograph, or phone number is given out. But we will ring you and we'll say, look, you know, Johnny is, is 31 and he's single, never married, no kids, and he's an accountant from Kerry living yeah, in Dublin. That's what I mean. Like, it's kind of like looking at their, their bio on Facebook, but you're not getting to see their profile. Oh, sorry, yeah. Name. I thought you were saying you hear nothing about them. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, um, no, yeah, you do. You get the kind of, you get the rundown, but without any of the, like, it's all GDPR, you know? Yes, yeah, and it is. And we had so to re rejig yeah everything in may or oh, two years ago painful because we're we're personal data that's what we are for god's sake so we um we have to redo everything so the terms and conditions are seven pages long so and okay. everyone is so happy that it's really strict and legit and legally mm. binding um and also in here what's handy about it is if people are worried about the whole um oh timing or is it a six month it's not there should never be a time limit attached to a dating agency because there's no predicting when your matches are available so it's not mm. fair to have a time constraint mm. Plus, it's one price for everyone, so it's not like some places I heard in the past, they used to do this sort of silver, gold, or platinum option, whereby they kind of what say, oh, you, yeah, well, you, well, I'll tell you what it's about. They used to say, oh, Carla, you only signed up for the silver basic package, and we have a guy here that ticks all the boxes, so you don't actually get to meet him. No joke. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. what? Or, you just, or, or initially, you just don't get a choice in what you're looking for in terms of location or in terms of age. If you pay basic, you get basic, basically. It's don't shocking. keep me from oh, my man <laughs> swear to god I, I know they hold them ransom until you pay don't them more money don't keep him that is fucking ruthless proper, Jesus proper. Christ sure we were on the late, as I said the late late show and then within two months 17 other places started they didn't last long <gasps> but yeah they didn't last long it's at all it's tough isn't it to kind oh, of I think, to build yeah. up the clientele and mm. also I think the problem is with Ireland um because I'd say if you went over to America, this is like a jab hand. You, we've seen the shows. Everybody's kind of watched the bits and bobs. But over here, we're just, we're not convinced about anything. We're still find it weird Skeptics. that people go on Tinder. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I'm just lying. 
yeah. was lying about where I met my boyfriend until around yeah. probably yeah. four yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I met him on Tinder. That's <laughs> it. That's it. And will they think I'm a terrible girl now and awful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so true and um, yeah, we, we worry about what people think all the time we'd have people who would say jeez I couldn't possibly come in to meet you in the office now uh, prior to COVID because she'd be all looking at me I was like who's all looking at you Grafton Street where everyone's self-involved and everyone's just on their earphones and no one gives a shit about anybody else no they don't care love you're grand come on in and one woman wouldn't leave Kerry jeez Kerry and Farmers featured an awful lot in my uh, stories um, <laughs> the two of them wouldn't leave uh, separate Two ladies uh, wouldn't leave Kerry uh, in the train station because she'd ever be looking at me in the train station wondering where she's off to now. Where is she off to oh now? Oh, like, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, could it not be literally anywhere in Ireland? Anywhere in Ireland. You could be going to Grafton <laughs> so, Street to stand on it. <laughs> so paranoid about everyone knowing our business and no one cares. And that's the thing. And the other thing about the travel is you ring them about someone too far away, they'll complain that it's a bit of a hassle and it's a long distance. You ring about someone too close, sure, everyone knows me. How could I meet them there? Sure, no, no, no. I'm very well known in my area. So your head will be melted if you, if you, if you set up an agency, if you're not careful. You need yeah. to be unbelievably resilient. You need to be very thick-skinned and you need to just you know, tell it like it is and not waste people's time and not promote people and not tell them you can get them something that you know you can't. And that's what people like coming to us for because, and that's why they probably, someone will hate me because we refuse an awful lot of people and they'll probably think, oh, fuck you anyway. Because um, if you're rejected by a matchmaker, it's, it's probably a bit of a blow, but there's, yeah. it's not fair to take on Johnny or Mary if Johnny and Mary are going to treat your clients and your staff like shit. Yeah, absolutely very true. Um, um, I have a very interesting oh, one because mm-hmm. obviously me and you, me and you, Carla, we're, we're all up in this business. Do you <laughs> think, this is a, a listener question and I love it, do you believe in horoscopes being relative to pairings? Oh my God, do you guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should end this now. <laughs> well, no. Do you know what? We, um, uh, I, I, I don't want to offend um, anyone, but to be honest with you, it doesn't come into our equation uh, in right. matching. Um, and the odd time people might say, you know, I really feel based on the fact that I am a cancer, I really think that I should be matched to. And that's fine if they feel they should. Uh, but it is possible for other star signs to have the traits of the of the person who is a Cancerian, and therefore mm-hmm. you just have to be so careful not to restrict and limit yourself. Mm. Um, that's all I say. It's lovely and cute to say, yeah, look at me, look at him. That's why he did this after two years of us together. Sure, isn't that why? Because he's a Pisces. Yeah, fine. <laughs> but when you're looking at the initial stages of actually matching Johnny with Mary, if you use horoscopes solely, I would be thinking no. But I will say... I will say there was a pattern that I figured out and it's me and Libra men and me and Libra men for, and it was hilarious because it was something that I had only realized after the fact, but me and Libra men are just not a match. So if I came to you and I sat you down and I was like, look, this is the crack open to anything. Fire signs, water signs, air signs, just not a Libra male. <laughs> and, and I'd say to you, fine, as long as you're willing to reject any of the potential Libras that we feel would still be a suitable match. You'll please allow us still call you about this Libra man, Carla. Is that okay? And you'd say, no. I guess I'll hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were open-minded there for a second, Carla. No. no. She's <laughs> um, not going I've done my time. I don't have to do it again. <laughs> Jesus, how many Libras are you talking? <laughs> Three. <laughs> and long-term Libra. 
uh yeah well one long-term libra and two just didn't go away for a while um yeah. and it's funny because uh my boyfriend's a Scorpio, um, which suits perfectly because I'm a Cancer. But uh, he has uh, he's Libra rising, and I was like, so that's why you drive me so fucking insane sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it in it's, you. <laughs> I, 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 it's all well and good, yeah. And if you do your research, and, and that's fine. But when people come in saying stuff like, "I won't date a separated person because the last one I met, the ex came back and was a lunatic and ruined everything," so now all separated people are off the cards. I'm like, okay. You're just after shaving around, I don't know how many percent of the population off, you know, your mm-hmm. uh, radar. Um, so as long as people don't have, you know, devastatingly detrimental levels of um, uh, prerequisites, then that's totally fine. But yeah, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't uh, kick you out for having that request of no Libra men. <laughs> okay. I know where Good. I'm going. She's like, Grant, if Tom ever... That's yeah, fine. If he's yeah. ever not around, then Grant. Um, yeah. We don't want to keep you for too long and you've given us so much in in information it's been fucking like so eye-opening it's been brilliant thank you so much but last question before we let you go unpopular opinion on dating okay my unpopular opinion is and my my wife and i disagree uh, all the time i feel my unpopular opinion is that an awful lot of people are single in this country because of insecurities as opposed to overconfidence levels oh Yeah, Marina will always say, I can't believe setting up this business, we expected it to be difficult because we were dealing with, you know, people in the public and blah, blah, blah. But I never expected it to be this difficult. My God, people are so cocky and confident, aren't they? I was like, no, it's the exact opposite. It's insecurities, Mm deep-rooted insecurities, camouflaged as arrogance and cockiness and making ourselves look like we are... The, the queen or the king of the castle and that no one can touch this because I am absolutely shit hot. Um, mm. And that's the defense mechanism so we don't get hurt. And that's what I feel is an unpopular opinion on dating right there. Wow. That was on the spot. I like it. <laughs> sorry. We probably... didn't know you are going to ask me that. Sorry, Jesus. sorry, yeah. Should have asked. Should have warned you at the, the beginning, yeah. It's in the How would I have known? It's not like it's, not like it's obvious or anything, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not like it's in the name at all. Um, give us a quick rundown just before you go about pricing, where to find you, all that kind of crack, where you like people to find you, um, uh-huh. and just your kind of call to action, I suppose, to our listeners. Indeed. Uh, well, funny that. Okay, so we're intro.ie, and uh, that's the website. They email us through that, through the contact form, where they call us on 016 We're open seven days a week by appointment only. Everyone has to pay a deposit to make an appointment if we go through the initial chat and can accept uh, the, um, the the consultation and the person on. And that conversation happens for about 5, 10, 15 minutes basically on the phone, so they don't need a whole hour long. Uh, the actual consultation does take an hour. We're booked out on Saturdays, just so people know, for three months and Sundays for five Ooh. and a half months. Um, just to give you an idea. <laughs> We're kind of busy. Yeah, hence the more staff. Uh, exactly. So they uh, we're on Facebook and Insta, um, all that. Um, but, oh, we, we also have a page, Fergal and Rena, because no one wants to like intro matchmaking on uh, social because oh. everyone will find out. So it's not that we're egomaniacs having Fergal and Rena as well, if people wonder. Clever. It's because no one will like intro. Even my friends won't. I say, here, would you share that video I posted up on intro? Jesus, I'm not sharing that. I was like, you're married, Pete. Come on, just share the fucking thing. Help me out. Uh, no, they don't. They won't. So, um, yeah. So, basically, Fergal and Rena or Intro, 
Um, we'll give you a shout out, Fergal, don't give we? Give me a shout uh, out, indeed. So yeah, that's how they get on, get in touch with us. We always call them back. We explain it over the phone how the service works and make sure we can meet expectations. Then book you in for a consultation. The cost is seven nine five uh, for everyone, same price for the last five years. And um, wow, yeah. inflation! Have you heard? I know, <laughs> I know, I know. And we, we we will be we will be increasing in the in the, in the coming months. But no, for the moment, it's still seven nine five. We want it to kind of be achievable for every kind of. Um, person every level and whatever they're doing some places we're charging up to 15 20 grand like there's a place in new york that charges 150 and they say they're international so they'll find there's one in la that you can't even get near it without paying five and a half yeah and actually a lot of the time the places only charge the men and the women don't get a choice this is random offside here uh yeah So, so the women can't get a choice in what they're looking for the women just come in with their resumes and their photos um and the men pay because the men are just looking for like Dolly Bird type scenarios. Oh God! Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. We're not like that. Um, okay, just uh, <laughs> just to be clear. Just to clarify. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So that's basically how they get in touch. We'd love right. to talk to them. Brilliant. <gasps> and you could probably end up getting two more staff members off this podcast because <laughs> yeah. our, our listeners are fucking sound. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I would say they are. Speaking <laughs> yeah. to you, I would say they are. And uh, and actually, do you know what? We we probably will be looking for stuff because we just franchised. Our, we just started the franchise. And no so we way. opened last week in Vienna, in Austria. Wow. So that's the first of... Um, Why Vienna? Because we were approached by people in Vienna and they were great. And wow. they're in business and they're really great. Um, so they just launched their cool downtown Vienna. Really needs it. It doesn't have anything like intro in Austria. So they've got the whole of Austria to cater for now, which is like 9 million people. Wow. Um, are they so, Irish or are they? She, yeah, one is Irish, one is French. Um, yeah, so yeah, totally on the same level. Intro.at um, and hoping for six or eight uh, to roll out around Europe uh, in the next 12 months. Oh, can well, I just flying it? Jesus, Why congratulations. That's so we, we may need your uh, your followers to be going yeah, staff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get your CVs ready. Get your CVs ready. Yeah. Fergal might yeah. be looking for you. Well, Fergal, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved having this conversation. And I hope everybody listening has gotten something from it. Happy Valentine's Day and we will chat to you next week. Bye. Bye.